Welcome to the most overrated, underappreciated, most viewed, underviewed podcast of all time. Welcome to the Prince of Fresh Air. Welcoming back my co-star at this point, Dimitri. Uh, how you doing, man? Back at y'all with another one. Glad to be back. Collab, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. It's good to have you on it. And I, I want to just get right into it. I know it's been a, a heavy day for a lot of people with the passion of uh, Chadwick Bosman. Uh, who died? Who passed away at age forty-three? Um, how you feeling, man? I know for for the people who don't know, I know you get a lot of uh, compliments that you look like him. So I know that's been a big thing for you, and he's one of your biggest inspirations. So how how you feeling, man? It's just, it's just been a super somber day, man. To be honest with you, um, I think I've, I'm you know as shocked as anyone, if not more so, you know, just at the fact that you know this is somebody who you know, on the outside looking in, you know, he's a vegetarian, he's in shape, you know, he's, you know, 42 or well, 43. And, um, you just expect to just, to just to see him continue, you know, his career had just gotten started and then for it to just be cut so short, it, it's, it's almost hurtful. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a guy who, you know, there's not a lot of contemporary actors like right now that I say that I admire, really look up to, but, you know, he was one of them. And, um, yeah, you know, being the fact that, you know, I get called, you know, Chadwick Boseman all the time. People say that I look like him, you know, on that day that I, you know, always look forward to, you know, shaking hands with him. I would have always told him like, man, you know, people say that I look like you, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, right. and uh, it really, it, it really, you know, messed me up. You know, I, I, it was emotional watching Black Panther last night. Let's just put it like that. Yeah, I know a lot of people probably flock to Disney Plus and watch Black Panther and none of them. It's been, you know, I think it's shocking because nobody realized he's battling this cancer for four years. And he gave us many hits, you know, uh, Black Panther is his biggest one. Uh, you know, he was in Avengers. And, you know, even when he played Jackie Robinson, which was before this, but, you know, Chadwick Bosman was a true inspiration for a lot of people, especially... Uh, black actors and people who trying to pursue a career and then he broke a lot of barriers to people and and you know his legacy is going to live on it was very I won't say short-lived but it wasn't as long as he probably hoped it was going to be but I think with his resume and the, the roles and the stuff that he put into you know it's you know he's going to be remembered for many many years and I think he left a stamp in Hollywood for sure yeah yeah he definitely He's definitely one of the leading examples. I know it's been a lot of praise from his coworkers. I, I watched uh, a couple videos and I, uh, I read a lot of um, a post about him, about how professional he was, how amazing, how much of an amazing actor he was, how, how nice and humble he was and how much charisma and stuff he brought to set. And everybody had genuinely nice things about him. And the beautiful thing was, um, I'm sure you saw this. It was a touching tribute from Denzel Washington. For people who don't know, uh, when Chad, uh, Chadwick Bosman was applying for school, uh, he applied to go to college in England. Um, I can't remember the name of the, the college off the top of my head, but um, he entered a program, and later, uh, a couple years later on when he broke into the business, he found out that Denzel Washington paid for his education. And 
the unfortunate but sweet part about it is that now, you know, with his passing, uh, Denzel Washington was able to direct his last film. So I thought that was pretty, pretty sad, but also cool at the same time. Yeah, man, it's just, um, it still doesn't feel normal, honestly. Like, it, it's just, he's just one of the people that you would just expect to be here, you know. I feel like anybody that, you know, I, I study, I, you know, I watch his interviews all the time. I'm always, like, taking mental notes and, you know, trying to, you know, like, kind of model myself after him and, you know, a lot of other people in a way. Um, you know, it just hurts, man. You know, although I never met him, it, you know, it, it, it hurts a lot just to know that, you know, somebody that I, I had hoped to meet one day the way that the way that he looked at Denzel is kind of the way that I looked at him. Right. You know, just be, being that obviously Denzel is a couple of generations, you know, ahead of me, but being that, you know, you know, Chad was, you know, that generation, you know, closer to mine, you know, I looked at him in that way. So it's just very, very, you know, very, very hurtful. It is man. And I think the, the big thing is that he was seen as a superhero. Yes. I know he was he did a lot of movies and stuff before Black Panther, but Black Panther was the thing that that just launched him into like superstardom and now, you know, I remember when the movies came out, he did a, a press tour about it. He was like, you know, I walk into airports, I go in bathrooms, I can't even go to Wendy's without someone saying what kind of forever. Or, mm-hmm. you know, thank you for your you know, for that your amazing portrayal of him. And you know what, man, he was brilliant he was a great actor and you know it it just sucks man 2020 has been a terrible year first colby in january and now him and then you know it's just wow it's just a lot a lot a lot to think about and you know one so i not to get all you know soapy and stuff but i do want to talk about black excellence and in, in um in hollywood and to kick it off, I was just watching an uh, interview. Uh, I was watching uh, Chris Rock's Oscar uh, hosting, uh, which was like three years ago, roughly. And one of the things he said was, you know, aside from the jokes and everything he said, his biggest takeaway was, as black people, we're not asking for much, you know, in this business. We're not asking to get paid more than everybody. We just want our fair shake. We want our fair opportunity. And, you know, Chadwick broke that barrier for a lot of people. And I remember watching that speech and, and it registered at the time until, you know, when I started climbing into the ranks and stuff, I, I realized like what he was saying was true. Like it's, you know, it's unfortunate, but I remember growing up and I'm sure you've probably seen this in a lot of TV shows and films, black people was always portrayed as criminals, thugs, you know, mm-hmm. you know, runaways and all this type of uh, negative stereotypes. And then you have people like Chadwick who come along and take that away. He, he never portrayed, you know, some type of junkie or anything. He always played iconic roles. Or even if it wasn't iconic roles, he played powerful characters. And right. I think that's what stood apart. And that's what made him be seen as the next generation of great talent because... Mm-hmm. What he did was, I don't think anybody foreseen him breaking that barrier. And he did tremendously, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, and it was like that for me, you know, uh, 
you know, long before I even knew who Chadwick Boseman was, it's just, you know, when you talk about black excellence, you know, I think of a Will Smith, I think of Lawrence Fishburne, Samuel L. Jackson, you know, Spike Lee, uh, you know, Wesley Snipes, you know, all these guys, and they all represent, you know, black excellence, you know, on film. And I feel like Chadwick, you know, was, you know, just the perfect guy to, you know, carry that torch. So, you know, I looked at him like, cause he's not from their era, even though they're all still here, but it's kind of like, um, I always looked at it like a relay race, you know what I'm saying? So they passed the baton already, but they're still in the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how in a relay race, when you pass the baton, the person who passed it to you, they're still running behind you though. Right. Because there's, there's time momentum. So they're still going to be running, you know, for, for a little bit. But, you know, I feel like Chad was, you know, one of the actors that really, you know, took it and really just, you know, just took off with it. And, you know, I always wanted to, you know, be able to do the same thing. And um, that's just why, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why it, it bothers me so much because I always looked at it. Or well, there's a quote that, you know, Charlemagne has in, um, in his book. Uh, I think it, I forgot, it's bad. I forgot the name of the book. But I think it's called um, Black, Black Privilege, I think. And um, there's a quote in there that says, basically, somebody that looks just like you made it, you can do it too. And, you know, figuratively, you know, anytime I see, you know, somebody who's black, you know, making something of themselves, I always feel like that's me. You know what I'm saying? I see myself in them. And that's why it'd be very hard for me to hate on the next man, especially if they're black, that's doing their thing. Because I know for a fact that if they have it in them to do it, I can do it too. And when I'm already feeling like that, and then you have people that come up to me all the time and they're like, oh, you know, you look just like Chadwick Boseman. Me, yeah, I would take it as a compliment because I'm like, this is Chadwick Boseman. Like, he, he's, he's a great. So then that's already what I just explained times two because it's him and then they see him and me. So that makes, that just gives me even more motivation or just energy and inspiration to do what I do because they see, I feel like they see greatness in me. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not like they say, you know, they, they compare you to some, you know, freaking goofball. No, like that's, that's being compared to like, you know, you know what I'm saying? That's like if you're a boxer and then people say, yo, you remind me of Floyd Mayweather. You're going to be like, really? Cool. You know what I'm saying? And then that's just going to give you more extra energy to just go. Right. And, you know, for him to just not be here, because just like how, you know, he stood on that podium and he was able to, you know, give, Denzel his flowers now obviously Chadwick Boseman is not you know the only person that I look up to but he he's a part of that and I always wanted to kind of like I said in you know my podcast where we talked about being an actor and everything how I always wanted to be that inspiration for somebody else I wanted to tell you know Chadwick that he was that for me and you know for that to for me to feel like that was kind of just taken away from me and I never had that satisfaction is kind of, you know, like I said, you know, hurtful. I, I just can't say enough, you know, how, you know, hurtful it is, you know, for me. No, nah, I get you, man. I, I, I followed his career uh, for a minute right before Black Panther, and I saw his, his uh, portrayals of uh, Jackie Robinson in that movie 42 and a couple of other uh, films he did with uh, Michael B. Jordan. And, um, and uh, he always, man, like, he was always amazing. Like, I don't think I've ever seen uh, an actor do a movie where it's like, eh, 
you know, the, the, the portrayal is not that good. He was like the one of the very few, especially in this generation, where every movie was a, hit, a home run. And, you know, one thing I want to say is that, like, okay, I, I'll admit, like, Chadwick Boseman wasn't, like, my all-time favorite actor of all time, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I remember uh, I was watching, uh, after I finished watching Avengers Endgame, uh, on Disney Plus, they have extras. And I remember watching the behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. of that in Black Panther. And, like, man, it the the chemistry he had with his, his um, you know, his, co- his co-workers, his co-stars, the dedication he had to the craft. Was right. I mean, you don't see that often. And one of the things I, I really uh, resonated with him is the fact that he never got too big. You know, a lot of times you see people, they start reaching some certain, uh, they reach a certain amount of stardom and they become a-holes. You know, you always read stories about Alec Baldwin, uh, you know, uh, Tommy Lee Jones and a bunch of other people who become hard to work with on set. And mm-hmm. even with his... His, his star power rising at the Black Panther, he's always stayed humble. He's always stayed grounded. And I think I appreciate that the most. It's funny. Um, but I remember I was talking, uh, I was uh, talking to a couple people in the comments of uh, YouTube uh, on one of the videos I did. And I responded to them, uh, you know, because they was asking me questions and stuff. And I remember one of the guys like, wow, you know, I'm surprised you responded. You know, most people don't. And I said, you know what, man, like just because I'm in the video doesn't mean I feel like I'm better than you or anybody else, you know? And I always felt like he was that way. And I think that's why people appreciate him. He wasn't out here running around flossing cars and jewelry and money and girls. You don't even know about it. I didn't even know he was married. I just found out he had a wife yesterday. So yeah. That 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 goes to show you how how dedicated he was to acting. He wasn't in it for the money, the fame. He was in it because he it loved about it. About the work, exactly. And yeah. you know, it, it's uh, I remember a quote. I was watching. I don't know if you've seen this video. It was with Jamie Fox and Denzel Washington. It was an interview they did a couple years ago, and they were on the couch and they was talking about Daniel Day Lewis about you know why he doesn't do a lot of movies and stuff like that. And Denzel said, he leaned in and he said, here's the thing. As an actor, a lot of people are accustomed to going on Instagram, flossing every audition and every role and everything that they get. Right. (laughs) But he said, at some point, you could drink too much water. You can have a glass and it's fine. But when you start adding too much water, you can get sick of it. And... He was right. A lot of people who thrive, Michael B. Jordan, you know, Chadwick Boseman, uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, uh, for another example, those are people that just gave you one glass. They didn't, over, they didn't oversaturate their product. They right. gave you exactly what they needed. And that was excellent portrayals of characters and stuff that they were hired to do. And yeah. they kept a professional. And I think that's one of the things that Hit home for a lot of people was because of how private his life was. But yeah, you know, like nobody knew beside his inner circle, his family, his friend, his close friends, right. maybe a couple of Marvel directors, but nobody knew about his cancer and all the chemotherapy yeah. he was taking. You know, while filming these movies, like that's commendable. That's a, that's a hero right there. It's crazy. I just I can't believe that. You know, and um, you know, for me, I 
you know, we'll get frustrated because, you know, I, I remember, I mean, you see people talking about it on, on social media now and people are obviously changing their tune, but I remember having to tell a couple of people online and in real life, like that people are like, Oh, he's, you know, he's losing weight and, and, you know, he looks sick and he looks like this and that. And I thought that it was for, you know, a role, uh, you know, last year, I remember reading an article saying that he was going to uh, portray uh, uh, Yasuke, Yusuke, you know. The, yeah, like the, the samurai. Yeah, you know, the first um, African samurai. And I thought that, obviously, that was, you know, what it was for. Because let's say, like, Andrew Garfield, when he did, uh, I think it was a movie with Mel Gibson. And he, you know, lost weight, a little bit of weight to prepare for that role. He was, uh, he was uh, portraying a, a Jesuit priest. And this was maybe from a couple of years ago. So I assume that it was, you know, just that same process. And I mean, I noticed that he hadn't really been out in the public eye like that, but I figured, you know, maybe they might've been filming already or, you know, just that he was going to resurface at some point, you know what I'm saying? So when I was on, um, when I went on Instagram last night and then I saw that black and white post, I thought, Oh, okay. You know, he's just posting something, you know, like a photo shoot picture. And then, you know, once I read the comment, I was just like, what? And then, you know, as you remember, I called you like pretty much right away. And I was saying like, I was all like, you know what? Like, nah, this, this has to be a joke. And then, you know, I, I just called you because just maybe try to make some sense of it. And then when I, when I, I kid you not, like after we got off the phone, like, which is maybe like before 11 o'clock, we weren't even on the phone for that long. I had pretty much sat there from like 1045 or 11 o'clock to like 2 a.m. Like I just didn't move. Like I was really just sitting there. And it wasn't until like after the fact that I had put on, you know, Black Panther and kind of just, you know, got a bit emotional and stuff because, you know, you'll just never really get, you know, just to just to see him and, you know, get that inspiration, like new inspiration, you know, is what I mean. Right. And just, you know, another thing that I admired and which is a, like a dream of mine anyway, and I pretty much kind of said this, but I'm just phrasing it a little bit differently. is just the fact that, you know, I always want to be acknowledged you know, by the people that, that, that inspired me. So just the fact that he got acknowledged by, you know, Denzel in that way, where even Denzel shed a tear, like to me, that's like a dream come true. Like, let's say if I were to do do that for, you know, Will Smith or, uh, you know, a Lawrence Fishburne or a Sam Jackson or Omar Epps, you know, one of these guys that I was literally watching and studying them for so long. And, you know, it, I, I just hope that in my lifetime, I'll be able to do that and just to shake hands and just, to be able to tell them like, man, you know, this is what you were to me. Even I was jealous of um, uh, Ashton Sanders. He's that young, you know, that young actor coming up. He's around our age. And I don't know if you saw that video on, on YouTube where he was on the red carpet and Denzel walked by. And then that was the first time he met Denzel. And then I guess he had already signed on to do, um, what's the name of that movie again? Uh, I forgot. Um, there, there's two of them. Uh, the Equalizer? Yeah, The Equalizer. He signed on to do Equalizer too. And uh, uh, Denzel, do you know what video I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Denzel walks behind him. He's like, oh, my God, you know, I'm doing a video with you. I'm doing a movie with you uh, uh, later this year. And then and then Denzel just told him, I'll see you at work. And to me, I was like, man, that has to be a dream come true. Like, Right. Because I, I, I would react the same way. I probably would have said the same thing. I, I would have freaked out. I would have had that same, you know, reaction. So that's why, you know, just to kind of piggyback what I said off, you know, earlier that, I can never be, you know, mad at Aston for doing that. All that does is motivate me to create opportunities for myself where I could be in that situation. I could be in that moment or I could create that moment for myself where I'll get to work with these people that, you know, I've, I've looked up to, you know, for so long. So. 
Right, yeah, man. It, it, it throws me back. I remember I did background um, for, I think it was Ray Donovan. I, I, I could be wrong. I can't remember what show it was. It was like two, three years ago. And I remember John Voight was in one of the scenes I was uh, doing background for. It was for like an a underground fight club scene. And he was really nice. You know, he would walk around, high-five people, would talk. And I remember I was able to get, like, maybe 30 seconds of uh, uh, dialogue with him. And we was chatting. And I said, hey, you know, it's a real honor to be in your presence. You know, what is it like, uh, you know, to be, you know, a working actor and stuff like that? And, you know, any advice he'd give you? And he said, I don't have much time, but I'll tell you this. You see all these lights. You see all these cameras. You strip that away. And this is what I'm here for. I'm not here for the millions of fans that scream my name. I'm in it to work and you should be too. So, you know, you, you're going to have to eat, sleep and breathe acting and never give up because this is a hard road and you have to be willing to take those bumps and licks to uh, yeah. finally achieve what you want. And I remember like, it was such a short conversation, but it's like John Voight is taking his time to talk, talk to someone he never knew before, met mm-hmm. before. You know, and, you know, right. stuff like that is what resonates with me. And that's why, like, now, when I look back at stuff like that, it keeps me humble. And, and you know, I remember uh, someone, uh, back when I was in New York, someone was asking me for advice because uh, I was filming, like, a scene in uh, Washington Square Park. And I was like, you know, it's all about the hard work, man. It's not If you're chasing fame, you're going to be grunt. You're going to end up being uh, disappointed. You have to be in it to 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 work for it, and you know that you love what you do. This is a this is an art form, you know, yeah. and and it's just stuff like that, man. That that just keeps me grounded and humble. And I know that he's not a black actor, but it's stuff like that when you have people of you know you know a certain status in life, and they're taking time out of your day to talk to you. That inspires me to when you know I'm at that level to do the same thing. I encourage other people to do the same thing because quite frankly, it's sad, but it's unfortunate. A lot of, uh, you know, elite level celebrities and stuff don't take their time to talk to people. And, you know, I think that's very important in this world. And, and I'm glad Chadwick was able to grace the screen and, and grace his presence with us because he always showed that acting is his passion, you know, he didn't yeah. care. He didn't care how much money he got paid. He didn't care how much the screen was, how big the audience was. He got a role that was challenging. He was there. He did the hard work. And that's what it was all about. And I love stuff like that. Yeah, no, he, I mean, I just can't help but say that, you know, he should still be here. But, you know, he came from the same place that we came from, you know, that, that we're at right now. You know, that's what people forget. And, you know, those those elite, you know, level celebrities that, you know, you're mentioning that don't take the, that wouldn't take the time to connect with somebody. They lose touch with that. You know, I feel like I and I think we talked about this before where, you know, I know where I came from. You know, I, I don't know what and what would make somebody else want to be an actor or an entertainer or, you know, be on this you know creative nine to five path. But, you know, I know where I come from and the reason why I want to do what I want to do is literally to be able to connect with, you know, someone else who's in that same situation and let them know that there's another side to it too. And I'm just, you know, I just want to be, you know, another walking, 
you know, example of that and do that through, you know, what I have to say, you know, my work, or if I actually meet somebody, you know what I'm saying? Or, 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 you know, be able to do something, you know, out like, you know, say like philanthropic or, or whatever, to be able to help somebody else. If it's not about that, it's like, it's not about celebrity culture, you know, it's, it's really not about that because again, you know, like we talked about before with like friends, like I, I know what it's like to not have, to feel like nobody gives a fuck about me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what it's like. So coming from that, how can I lose touch with where I come from and literally buy into everything that's fake? Because again, it's about the work. What, 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 what people tend to realize is that people don't love you. They love the work. You know, right. uh, Denzel understands that. A uh, Chadwick Boseman understands that. A uh, Sam Jackson understands that where he's like, yo, I'm just a regular person. So like when you see him, He's not, you know, big headed. He's like, I'm regular. Like you see him at the grocery store, I'm freaking buying groceries, you know? And I, from, from studying him, I get that. So I'm like all the people that I really aspire to don't, aren't like, you know, like arrogant cocky, you know what I'm saying? Like it was interesting, right. like having your arrogance intact or, you know, being, and being cocky, you know what I'm saying? Like I have my arrogance intact, but I'm not like a cocky person where, you know, let's say someone said, you know, I really enjoyed your, your, your work, you know, and then we can have a conversation. It's not like, Oh, you know, whatever, man. Like, nah, man, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to be like that because it's about touching, touching lives. You know, the reason why somebody comes up to you is because there is an aspect of your work or what you do that touched them. Why, you know, would you, would you brush that off? I mean, then if you want to do that, then just freaking be a work a desk job somewhere where nobody sees you, you know, obviously this isn't, this isn't for you. Or it shouldn't be for you if that's how you treat people. Right. Man, it's, I encourage everyone who's interested in pursuing a career in acting or, or you know, any type of uh, job in the entertainment business, even if you're not in class or anything, go on YouTube and watch videos. You know, I, rem I remember before I moved to LA last August, all I did was watch uh, videos and I still do to this day. But one right. video that stands out, uh, Stage 32 on, on YouTube, uh, amazing channel, and they have an amazing website that I, I'm a part of. But I remember Bill Duke did an interview. And Bill someone, Duke, like Yeah, Bill Duke right. is a very underrated uh, uh, actor and director. And I remember someone, at one of the, the interviewers asked him a question. She was like, what was the struggle like, uh, you know, when you pursued a career and when you moved to L.A.? And he was like, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in the lights and the glamour and the, and the facade that LA portrays. But you know, every night, even on Friday, Saturday and Sundays, when all his buddies were out drinking and at the bar, having a good time, other fellow actors who were quote unquote serious, he was at home studying. He was learning lines. He was, he was just reading books. He was watching videos. He was always learning something. And that's what separated him from the pack because he also knew that, why he was good, his own self-belief. If Billy from down the street was also serious, there's a chance that because he was a white guy, he'd take the role from him. And that's what kept him motivated and dedicated to this day. He still doesn't. And that right there just shows you like the amount of dedication that a lot of these uh, you know, actors put in. And especially for a lot of black actors, because they know that it, the road is hard. It is hard. And, equality is not always going to be there and shout out to anthony mckee for doing this i remember he went on twitter a couple of weeks ago and he he said a tweet it was like i'm i'm grateful 
for Marvel and for them, you know, at the end of Endgame when Captain America gave him the shield and stuff like that. He he's he's you know proud and he's honored to have the opportunity to you know you know move his career along. But he feels that's not enough. There's a long way for Hollywood to go to give an equal playing field to black actors, which is why Black Panther was such a good success because it was an all black cast, all black crew. And look at the success it did. It showed that just because your skin color doesn't mean you can't succeed. And Black Panther was one of the most critically acclaimed uh, financial box office movies in oh, Marvel wow. history. Yeah. And, you know, I, I appreciate people like Anthony McKee because not only is he using his platform to say a positive and strong message, but he's also potentially risking his own career for saying stuff like that. And I'm not, and I'm not, this is not in any way saying Hollywood is whitewashed and that they hate black people. I'm not saying that, mm-hmm. but I think there's been a, a long time where black people were not on the same equal playing field as their, you know, white counterparts. And I think, yeah. you know, with the success of Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, and, you know, uh, Key, uh, Key Peele, um, did I say his name right? Oh, uh, you mean uh, Jordan Peele and uh, yeah, Michael Jordan, Keegan? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Michael Keegan, sorry, Keegan, Michael Keegan, and, Michael, uh, yeah. and and with the success of Get Out and all these movies, like you know, it's it's we're finally being able to have a voice in the business, we're finally ha- able to have a presence in this business. And I think honestly, this is the best time for anybody who's of a color who wants to get into the business to finally put your brakes forward because. You know, with the passing of, of Chadwick Bossman and Kobe Bryant, it shows that you never know when your time is coming. So you oh, might as well oh, make time. Way, his name is actually Keegan Michael Key. That's his name. So uh, his, first, his first name is Keegan. That's why that's why you call him like Key and Peel, because his last name is Key. Oh, okay. I yeah. I appreciate that the the yeah. education. But you know, like I'm saying, I think anybody of, of color who's really serious about this business. This is the perfect time to to put just best foot forward and get the ground running because you know time is short and you never know when your time is coming so you might as well make the best of it. Have a good time, but we're not here for a long time. And you know it's you know it's Hollywood has really made a good change and especially with representation. Well, you know what's funny is that and. Some some actors have gone on record to say this, which I mean, I guess in one way is true, where, you know, you do look at film history and, you know, maybe like the 70s had like the black exploitation era, you know, that's, you know, prominent. And then you had the 80s, which really, you know, the biggest, you know, film star at the time that was really getting most of the work was Eddie Murphy, you know, and uh, it was kind of like one guy at a time until obviously you had like a freak of nature, like, you know, The Last Dragon, where you know, it was the first black, you know, martial arts star. And really, Tymok, if you know who I'm talking about, he actually came before everybody. But then that was the only, you know, um, film that he ended up doing, you know, for a very long time. And then it then really in comes the 90s, which was then, especially I'd say like the early through the late 90s was like the surge of, you know, black films, you know, like even black women, you know, Waiting to Exhale was uh, all... You know, black female lead. You know, we have Angela Bassett. You have Whitney Houston. You know what I'm saying? And right. 
Is it Marlon Wayans? I basically, what they said was that Hollywood kind of saw that and they put a stop to it in a way because it evolved from the gangster roles, which was, you know, boys in the hood and, a, you know, a menace to society, uh, deep cover, New Jack City, where, you know, black people were portrayed as like, you know, gangs, you know, drugs and a lot of that. And then that started to shift. And then I don't want to say it stopped, but I'd say with the 2000s, it kind of, became what it is today which is really kind of like you know uh uh how should i say like a a best man was few and far between where it's like now you might have a get out but for the most part it's really like action films that are really that take precedence over you know the drama films if you get what i'm saying so you'll see a wesley snipes and then the majority of the films that he ended up doing later on in his career were action films or you have a will smith where they weren't, you know, super dramatic films. A lot of them were, you know, sci-fi films, you know, that really became Will Smith's, you know, bread and butter, which is action and sci-fi, you know, Men in Black, Independence Day, you know, Wild Wild West, Bad Boys. And then you may have an Ali, which is, you know, dramatic, but it was really like that for a long time. Now you'll have, uh, you know, a Queen and Slim or a, um, a Get Out, or a, a, you know, an Us, you know what I'm saying? You know, different, different, a Winter's Tale, uh, you know, collateral beauty. So I think things are kind of shifting now. And it's true. You know, uh, I think uh, Black Panther kind of showed that there is a lot of money in that, although it is a Marvel film. So that kind of gave it, you know, a bigger boost because, you know, Martin Scorsese was saying that where I don't agree with the fact that, you know, that's kind of where film is at now, where it's, you know, CGI, you know, super action, superhero films are really like where it's at. And that's, those are the films that, you know, the, the film studios really want to do because they know they're going to get a return on that investment. Whereas there are other films that may not do that and they don't want to invest or maybe bank on it as much, or they might not do it at all because they, you know what I'm saying? Like now, you know, as with social media and the internet now is really a numbers game. Film is kind of headed that way. So you have, you know, a legendary director like a Martin Scorsese feeling the need to say that because it's true. You know, but then you also get like a Defy Bloods where that's not an action movie. It's really like a drama. And that really was, you know, Spike's, um, not Spike, um, Chadwick's last film that he did. You know, and it's it's strange because when I saw that movie, you know, he he's Stormin' Norman, who's, uh, he's somebody who actually had already passed away. So a lot of times when you see him, it's, you know, flashbacks and stuff. And then, so now when you watch that that movie in particular, it's kind of eerie because of the way Storm and Norman is kind of, you know, portrayed and all of that. So man, that's that's really good history right there. Like it I I've always appreciated Will Smith, Denzel Washington, Samuel Jackson, uh Eddie Murphy. Robert Townsend. Robert Townsend is a good director too. Robert Townsend, yeah, I remember him. Omar Epps, uh, you know, people Tyrese. 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 I love, I love these guys, man. Ludacris. And, and it's, it's interesting, too, because there's a... I don't know about Ludacris. <laughs> well, uh, well no, no, no. you know what? You know what? You know what? I'll give him... I'll give him... Uh, I'll give him a pass because he did um, a movie that I like. I don't have this movie yet, but he did Crash. I don't know if you know that movie, Crash. It's oh, yeah. Out. Yeah. yeah. Um, Terrence Howard is in there. I like Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard did a good job in that movie. But. Yeah, Terrence Howard's another one that kind of... He, he was... At his peak, he was amazing, and then he kind of lately, I think besides Empire, he kind of been under the radar for a little bit. But well, you know what? I, I think I think everybody kind of you know has that moment. 
you know, in their career for whatever reason, whether it's he's choosing to kind of, you know, fall back a little bit, you know, whatever. But I think even somebody like him, he deserves his flowers. Like they all do, because again, they're, they serve as inspiration for guys like us to show that it can be done. Like even us having this conversation, like it's literally like, like I feel like I'm a, I'm a car at a gas station, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I'm just thinking about, you know, all that, all that greatness, you know what I mean? And then right. it's, it just motivates me because like I said, you know, aside from them, I get my motivation when I look in the mirror, you know, and when I watch my own videos and I watch it back and I'm just like, man, you know, I can do this shit. You know, it's just a matter of, you know, getting out there and, you know, doing it and creating the opportunity because nobody's going to do it. You know, nobody's going to do it for us. You know, we right. got to do that. And they'd be, if they were in on this, you know, uh, podcast, they'd say the same thing that, you know, the reason why, you know, they are, they got to where they got to was because they created those opportunities for themselves. Right. And I also want to give a nice shout out to The Rock. He's always been, uh, you know, one of those dudes that always gave back to his community. I remember he, he spoke about how he gave uh, presents to his assistants and uh, a couple of people working on his movies. He, he bought people cars and stuff like that. And that just shows you, man, like some, you know, a lot of, you know, black actors are all about giving back to people and being appreciative of where they at. And I always love the rock because I know he always get called. I mean, there was at one point where I said, Oh, he's not a good actor. He's just, he's very charismatic. So he gets roles that play to his strength, which is mm-hmm. not at now that I'm in that, 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 that field. Uh, I understand his thinking about it but i always appreciate him because you know he's always been grounded he's always been humble i know even during the pandemic he was like i want to put out videos working out or doing such and such because i know there's other people less fortunate than me who will look at that and and feel you know you know demeaned by uh, i'm not good enough and i appreciate stuff like that just a little instagram post just doing stuff like that it's like, it's incredible, man. And, you know, we have a lot of successful black actors. Jamie Foxx is another one. Jamie Foxx. Um, yeah, there's so there's so many. It's like I'm getting mad at myself for, like, not <laughs> mentioning them in the moment. Even even Eddie Murphy. I watch a lot of movies that, like, people would consider bad movies. Martin Lawrence. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, man, uh, uh, a lot of them. And yeah. let's and let's let's give it up for the black women, too. The black actresses that um that, that do their thing, man. Oh yeah, that's right. I don't, I don't want to come off as misogyny. That's right. I forgot. Angela Davis, Angela Bassett, Taraji P. Henson. Fine. Oh yeah, Taraji P. Henson, Naomi Harris. I, I have a I have a super crush on her. Yeah. Long. Uh, all, all, oh yeah, we all know about Nia Long. <laughs> yeah, we all yeah exactly. We all know about Nia Long, but I'll give her a break and I'll say Naomi Harris too. You know what I'm talking about? She did uh Black and Blue with um Tyrese, and right. she was in uh Collateral Beauty, and I think. I don't know if the James Bond movie came out, but she's going to be in or was in the latest. Uh, James oh Bond. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yes, I heard. Yeah, yes, I heard about that. Yes, yeah, yeah, nah, man. Women like her, like I said, black actresses—they they motivate me as well. But her in particular, her and Nia Long, and maybe a couple other ones that I can't think of right now because Naomi Harris is just so damn pretty. Yeah, let, let's yeah let's give it up for them too because they they definitely push the boundaries. There's no more. Uh, the days of playing a slave uh, uh, or, you know, 
the the crazy black wife and stuff. Those those days are gone. You know, these women evolved and they got opportunities now. They're playing queens. They're playing these title roles. They're playing very emotional. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. empowerment roles, and that's the the beauty of this is because not only is it empowering people like us, but the kids. You know, when they watch movies like that and they see, oh, look at her. She's doing what I want to do. And she's very successful at it. And it and that allows people to kind of build confidence off of that. Seeing yeah. someone like them, you know, succeed right, yeah. in, in a tough industry is, you know, because it's not easy to get into this industry. And, yeah. you know, oh, it's I like Janelle Monet and uh, Harriet, too. Yeah, I, I like that. Janelle. Oh yeah, that's yeah, she's, uh, she's an artist, and she I guess transitioned into acting. You know, she's um I liked her too. Yeah, there's been a lot of crossovers. I know a lot of musicians have kind of crossed over into the acting world, and a lot of them has succeeded. You know, Jamie Foxx, Daniel Tyrese, Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. He's got that uh, movie uh, coming up where um he's portraying a Black Panther leader. You know, that's gonna be a good one. But Keith Stanfield, even though I haven't seen a lot of his work, but uh you know, he's just all of them, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, and we can do it, bro. I, like, hopefully, you know, um, in the future, we'll we'll come back to this and just be like, man, you know what I'm saying? We just made it on the other side of that. Right. Man, It our time is coming. I haven't... One of the things I, I, I realized about this journey is, is all about your self-belief. The people that constantly doubt themselves that constantly don't feel good enough, you know, you have to be able to believe in yourself. And, and those are the ones that, that prosper uh, and see the success. Um, I'll quote, I'll quote my like spirit mentor, my father in spirit, whatever, Will Smith. He says, he who says he can and he who says he can't are both usually right. And yeah. Yeah, and and that's why if you remember, I said in one of our other podcasts, and he he said this too. You know, you make the choice now, so you don't have to make it later. You know, and once you make that choice, your your the decisions that you make and the way that you go about life are going to be based off of that one choice that you made. And that really goes with everything in life in general. Right. And I look at that like in terms of relationships, where you know I make the choice to be with this particular person, and then everything else is easy after that because I made my choice already. You know, I don't have to think about that. So once you make that commitment to yourself, make that commitment to your craft and that path, everything else should be a lot easier, you know, versus someone who's constantly, you know, questioning all the time, like you said, just not having that self-belief in themselves. Right. Man, that's, that's the, look, people, we got to take out the, the pens and notebooks and, and get the writing because we had some knowledge in this one. Um, yeah, man. But man, the information is there, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, whether or not you, you're, you're, you're seeking out the information, you know, I, I, I'm constantly, you know, studying all of them, like everybody, you know, all, all them guys that, that I named that we both named, I'm always watching them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if you ever seen, uh, if you ever watched Naruto before, but I got like a siren gun when I'm watching them. So I'm like literally just taking down everything to like the last, like the slightest detail. So it's like when they get next to me, I feel like they, they couldn't help but be like, Whoa, who is he? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I feel like I feel like if you ever seen the Five Deadly Venoms before, I feel like you know, like a Will Smith, uh, Wesley Snipes, a Lawrence Fishburne, a Sam Jackson. They're like the Five Deadly Venoms, and I'm like the sixth. That like the master taught all their styles. So like when I get next to all of them, they're gonna be like, oh, you know, he's he's the guy. 
you know, I just, that's, that's just the goal to like, just have the big knowledge. Like, you know, we're fine now because, you know, the, you know, black excellence in film is in good hands because, you know, he's here because they're here because it won't be just me. You know what I'm saying? Just like how Will Smith wasn't by himself. It, it was a collective. That's how, you know, it, it, it survives. You know what I'm saying? Right. By them all existing, you know, it's, it's a team effort. It's not about just one guy. It's just about, you know, everybody. Absolutely, man. It's all about the team effort. And, and that's going to lead me to my, my, my closing um, question for you is, you know, in light of Chadwick's passing, I know there's been a very uh, divisive answer to this about Black Panther 2, whether I know some people think they shouldn't do one. The second one, some people are hoping that it gets released uh, early next year. Uh, even if it doesn't, regardless of the release or not, do you think after Black Panther 2, they should recast Black Panther or should they should just retire the character? I don't know. You know, um, it's, it's, it's really touchy because I, I feel that at this point, we associate Black Panther with Chadwick Boseman, you know, now. And um, I, I, I honestly, I, I couldn't say, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, Marvel, they have, they had a, they already, they already planned out phase four of Marvel. I, or I think the new phase, you know, whichever phase that they're in. And um, I don't know. I, 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 I really couldn't say, you know, I, I just, I just wish, like I said, Chadwick should be here. I feel like, you know, he should just, you know, come back and, and, you know, just like in Black Panther where, you know, he dies because Killmonger kills him and then he comes back. You know, that was one of the parts that like really, you know, just hurt me, you know, last night was when I was watching that and I was like, man, you know, if only that could happen, you know, real life. And then he can just get that, that second win and come back. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember the yeah. part where, Killmonger is sending out all the 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 like the like the the, the weapons out, and then one of the ships crashes into, into like the in, into the into the field, and then amongst like the like the wreckage and the fire, he comes out and then like he takes his helmet off, and then you see him and everybody's in shock. Yeah, like that, like that part really made me cry. I'm not even gonna lie, like that that was the part where like that was one of the parts where I really broke down because I was like, man, like just 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 come back, you know. I personally, if if I had my way, like they if they can figure out a way to go about phase four, you know, then, then, then go about phase four without Wakanda for now. I mean, because it's just, it's just too, it's just, just too soon. You know what I mean? Like at least like, all right, you look at a movie like Blade and then even that was like a source of, uh, basically it's kind of like with Blade where, you know, it was a source of, you know, debate and conversation where, if anybody was going to come back to do Blade, because we all know that, you know, they're, they're going to be introducing the character in the new, you know, phase of the MCU and they have Mahershala Ali, you know, doing it. But I mean, in my opinion, it wouldn't be right in any way if they were to do that and not bring in the guy who created the character, because even the director said that, you know, um, Wesley knew the character better than him. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, writers felt like you know wesley knew the character better than them so i'm like who better to who better than him to to do the role obviously you know wesley is a bit older now but i just think that you know mahershala should be like all right so let's get like real quick 
when Samuel Jackson did Shaft, you know, he wasn't actually Shaft because John, the original John Shaft was in the film. So I think that he should be like a new Blade, not that he's Blade himself. He should just be a new one. And then so that we know that they are two separate guys. So there's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if they, they, they honor Wesley and pay homage to him in that way, but I think that that would be cool for them to do it. But to answer the question, I feel that they should, you know, give it some time before they even, you know, decide to, you know, do the character again, because I feel like that, it would just be too heavy hearted of a, of a project because of the way that, you know, Chadwick Boseman, you know, passed away and the abruptness of it. And the fact that we only got one movie, you know, and then even the way the movie ended, he's like, you know, who, who are you? And then like the shot that they got of, of Chad, it just made me excited just to see where it was going to go. And I'm somebody that I, I follow, you know, Marvel, you know, really closely. And I have an idea as to what they were going to do with the sequel. If you notice in uh, Avengers Endgame, they were talking about seismic waves being um, felt under Wakanda, you know, the waters of Wakanda. I don't know if you noticed that Okoye mentions that like in the film, like before, like during the blip, they talk about that. So that was basically like a little, like a Easter egg for the sequel to Black Panther. So I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't like to see any spinoffs Black Panther related. I don't want to see a sequel anytime soon. I don't think that they should recast it. I think that they should just go as far as they can. And then if need be, you know, go ahead and, you know, you know, mix in Wakanda, you know, and Black Panther in, in some kind of way, because obviously the way the, 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 the lore of Black Panther is set up where, you know, anybody can can take the heart-shaped herb. So it doesn't have to be, you know, T'Challa anymore, but, you know, just, 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 just don't. Right. And I I know it's too soon to ask that, but I know that's a question a lot of people has been wondering because... talking about that now. Yeah. I it's... saw people saying that they should do a, 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 a spinoff about the Dora Milaje, the, the, you know, his, uh you know, his women, you know, like the, his women... Uh, warriors you know the warriors of wakanda i don't want them to do that like stop like i like if i was like that kind of guy to get into with people online i would have been like like you know knock it off like you know people don't need to be talking about that right now it's been one day it's been right. one day like honestly like I, I don't care about anything i've seen i haven't liked anything on instagram i haven't tweeted much i haven't said anything you know i really don't care like i like i've seen like floyd mayweather post a picture i'm like no one cares about you right now like Chadwick Boseman just passed away. No one cares. Like, get off social media. Right. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, man. It's, I know it's just for a lot of people they've been wondering that because Black Panther two was scheduled to come out next year, and uh, and now. Well, they know. didn't film it, so it wasn't going to come out next year. It would have been out. It probably would have. It was supposed to come out in twenty twenty two. Oh, it was been, that long? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because for it to have been out by next year, then that means they would have had to film it this year. And well, um, because Ryan Coogler is not wasn't available. I remember I remember reading that. Like their whole thing was make sure that well no, as a matter of fact, no 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 no. Ryan Coogler had actually turned down um a couple of films to make sure that he was committed to Black Panther 2. So I think that they were working on that and it was in development and you know, I can't imagine how the people, you know, involved feel, you know, working on it, you know, writing the script and, you know what I'm saying, getting everybody, you know what I'm saying, getting everything queued up for, you know, Black Panther himself, you know, to be gone. It's just, you know. Yeah, I think at this point it's, it's safe to say that 
the talks for about Black Panther two and stuff should be put on hold at least, you know, for a good while. Let let his family and his close friends and and, and people and his inner circle mourn in peace, and then at a later date revisit this. But you know, right. at the, at the at the end of this, I just want to say, you know, Chadwick has been an inspiration for a lot of people. It was so sudden, but his body of work and his presence will always be felt in Hollywood. And, you know, what kind of forever Black Panther lives on. It's, it's going it, to, it just hurts. Like even just, just to hear you say all of that and just to, I once had the idea of watching Black Panther again. Like I don't, you know, just to me, it just doesn't, you know, feel normal just knowing, like I'm just, I'm just going to, you know, really miss his presence on this earth. Right. You know? um, because I just like, you know, going about my day, going about my life, knowing that, you know, they're out there somewhere, you know, just being alive and, you know, just doing, you know, up to something. Like I think about that. Like, I have to be sitting around, like, I wonder what Will Smith is doing right now. I felt the same way with Michael Jackson, you know, passing away. You know, he, I always just, you know, used to wonder like, you know, what is he up to right now? Like, I wonder what he's doing. And, um, you know, it's the same thing with Chadwick, and uh, you know, I'm just definitely gonna just, just, just miss the excitement of what's gonna happen next. You know, it's kind of like, uh, uh, like when you're a kid, and then like the episode is over, and then you're excited for the next episode, you're excited for the next movie, you're excited for just the next thing in general. And I'm, you know, really going to, um, I'm really gonna miss that. Yeah, same man. He, he's definitely, you know, he'll be here. Yeah, he's definitely missed. And, you know, I think him, Michael B. Jordan, and every other black artist and actor out there has taken the steps necessary to open the doors for people like us to come in and make a career for ourselves. And I will always be appreciative. And, you know, I think uh, that's a good way to 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 end this this. Uh, this episode i think uh you know chadwick i won't say he's in a better place but at least he's not suffering no more yeah um and i'll just you know end it off by saying that um you know i just believe in um you know like uh you know like spiritual contact and you know i i've always felt that like as you know today is michael jackson's birthday but i feel like i celebrate michael jackson all the time and i feel like i've done things just to where there's no way that spiritually, you know, Michael Jackson doesn't know who I am at this point. And um, I feel like hopefully, you know, in the future, I'll, I'll do something that, you know, if Chadwick is ever watching, um, you know, that he'd be proud to say, you know what, you know, I I'm proud of him, you know. Absolutely. You know, well, thank you for, for, for doing this impromptu uh, episode. I know everybody's still grieving and stuff, but I, I felt like, this is a, a great way to pay tribute to him, opposed to just putting up a picture and saying rest in peace, I think. Right, like everybody else is doing. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was nice and a, it, just a, a different way to honor, not, not just his passing, but his career and, you know, the success of Black Excellence at Hollywood. And, you know, I just want to say, if you have the opportunity to, to help somebody, and, or just to show your appreciation to someone, take the time to do it now because 2020 has shown you never know what's coming. And, you know, thank you for, for coming on. 
and doing this with me. Oh, and one one more thing too, and I have been seeing people saying this online, please, and I can't stress this enough, and this sounds cliche, but it's true. You don't know what people are going through. Don't make comments about people's weight. Don't make, com- don't make comments about people's bodies, whether they're skinny, they're fat, tall, short. Don't say anything because people made comments about, you know, Chad and then, you know, Chad's weight loss and then look what happened. You know, I bet you these people feel like assholes now. So please, if you're listening to this, you don't know what people are going through. Leave people alone. If you can't be positive, you don't have anything good to say. Don't say anything at all. Don't be an internet troll. Don't say anything. Please, the world would be a better place without your freaking, you know, asshole comments. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, absolutely. And remember, a better hand is a helping hand. Thank you, Dimitri. Appreciate you, bro. Absolutely, man.